Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash, speaking to you on the dark night, Mike. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got news for you here. So just stick with me. I've got a whole lineup here for your afternoon listening hours here. So don't go anywhere. So starting off with the top of the show here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to go right down all of the headlines that's uh, being talked about. And there's there's quite a few. I have saved a couple of them from last week, bring it into today's show for this week. There's, a, there's several new um, news media posts that I, I want to get to from today as well. So we'll see what we can cram into here for the next hour, hour and a half on the show. Starting off, (laughs) I know everyone is watching the news or you're listening to the radio and all you're hearing is the war between Russia and Ukraine and all the European allies now getting involved in the United States and, 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 and Biden backtracking on you know, sanctions. I know. I I hear it from a lot of people every day here about how this is dominating the networks, but there's a lot of things connected in with what's going on. That's why it's dominating the news networks. One article here that caught my, caught my attention, uh, this was on Friday the 4th, and I want to talk about it. It comes from Newsmax. I, I thought this article was just, uh, well, it was. it's a great example of who really should be in a leadership role and who shouldn't. And I know I'm going to probably catch hell from certain people, especially if you're left-leaning and you listen to my show, if you listen to my show. So the very first article is, it's from Newsmax. It says, Lindsey Graham, it says, Russians should assassinate Putin. I want to read this again. It says, Lindsey Graham says, Russians should assassinate Putin. This was from Newsmax. This was from, again, Friday, March the 4th. It says, Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, Republican from South Carolina, is calling for the assassination of Russian President Vladimir Putin. It says Graham made his comment in a televised interview on Thursday night and in a tweet on Twitter. He tweeted, this is what he tweeted, he says, Is there a uh, Brutus in Russia? Is there any more successful uh, Colonel Shaskenberg in the, Rus- in the Russian military. It says the Washington Post noted that his comments were in reference to the Roman uh, politician who, um, who basically plotted to murder Julius Caesar and the German military officer who tried to kill Adolf Hitler in World War II. Since Graham added in his, tr- in his tweet... To that reference, he says, the only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country and the world 
a great service. Now, his comments were nearly identical to those he made on Thursday during an interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News. Um, Ted Cruz, uh, Republican from Texas, um, now he reacted to the the, the comment <clears throat> from Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, he tweeted, this is an exceptionally bad idea. Use massive economic sanctions, boycott Russian oil and gas, and provide military aid so the Ukrainians can defend themselves. But we should not be calling for the assassination of heads of state. And there were many others, even <laughs> even the squad. Uh, Omar uh, said nothing. Graham's remarks on Twitter, she wrote, seriously, what the TF? I'm going to, the reason I'm bringing this up, folks, and, and I, I really, this article really stuck out with me. I talked about, in my last podcast, America's War. Look, it comes down to this. Russia is not going to stop. Neither is Putin. Even after everything is said and done with Ukraine. It's not going to stop there. And I have news stories about that today alluding to a bigger plot happening uh, facing Europe. It's not just the United States. It, it's going to be a Europe, a European grab again. Is what I'm afraid is going to end up happening. Now I'm a firm believer when I say all the time. That history repeats itself. That we mustn't forget history. We mustn't forget historical teachable moments. No matter what they are. And in our culture with tearing down statues ripping up history books and burning them, rewriting history to, to suit uh, ideological left-in-your-window ideas, we live in a dangerous time. Because the teaching of history and the way things repeat themselves and what we the mistakes that we've made from the past that we shouldn't repeat in the future, it's very much important to remember the past, your history. And if we learned anything from World War II, we learned that in the face of evil and a madman, you have to step up. You can't sit on the lines. You can't worry about what everyone else thinks. You sometimes have to go it alone to stop a face of evil. And that's what you have when it comes to Russia invading Ukraine. And it's not, like I said, going to stop there, I'm afraid. And if you're someone who's listening to me in Europe, I have many countries in Europe that listens to this broadcast. I'm empowering you with my voice. Not because I'm an American. Not because I'm ex-military. I'm empowering you and telling you this because I'm giving you a foreshadow of what's coming your way. People should start stepping up. They should start getting ready because I'm telling you, the war machine is marching. This is just a first stop, the test. 
is Ukraine. And Lindsey Graham's comments, the reason I brung this article up first, I'm not advocating to kill someone, folks. And I know people is going to be like, oh my word, Mr. Nash, you are, you're talking about murder. Yes, I am. But look at what happened in World War II. There was someone who tried to assassinate Adolf Hitler. Do you know today if he would have succeeded? If that would have succeeded, folks, we would not have had the mass casualties, most likely, that came out of World War II. And I wonder the same thing with Vladimir Putin. Now, I know most people are like, well, how can you validate killing someone, even though he's the head of his country who's installed this war? Well, usually when you cut the head off a snake, yeah, sometimes other heads rear their, their, their ugly heads up. But sometimes when you cut off the head of the snake, folks, that's just it. The body stops and that, that's the end of the movement. And I think if someone did take out Vladimir Putin, well, I want everyone to think about that for a second. There's an article today that was out. It was in MSNBC and Fox News, The Hill, many of them. Over 4,300, 4,300 just in Moscow arrested over the weekend, Russian citizens of all ages, 4,300 arrested and detained, looking at eight years now in prison. Because over in Russia, when you protest freedom of speech, it's, it's a crime. It's not like here, where you have the freedom to go out there and express yourself with something you don't, you don't believe in. Unfortunately, in Russia, when you do that, it's an eight to 10 year prison sentence. They throw you behind bars. They don't care. That is the stranglehold on freedoms in Russia, what little there are. And that's why people are trying to get the hell even out of Russia. Look at the media over there. There's a media blackout, not because we've helped create it. It's because Putin and his administration have shut down the power of the media. Because their their concept is if they control it, they can maneuver it however they want to to fit their demographic. So as I read this article here about Lindsey Graham and his comment about assassinating Vladimir Putin of Russia, that is the only senator that has come out that has a, 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 a enough pair of balls there, the, the cojones, to come out and actually just say what it is. I've heard no other senator, Democrat, Republican, Independent, you name it, All of them are hiding with these, well, we'll just put some sanctions on him. Put some sanctions on him. It'll work. It hasn't done jack. 
Is the war still going on in Ukraine? Absolutely. It's gotten worse, matter of fact. Now the dogs of hell, so to speak, have been released full force. You know, I read these things, like, good example, Visa MasterCard has stopped all usage in Russia. Okay, well, who's that hurting? Do you honestly think that that's hurting Vladimir Putin? One of the richest men and leader of Russia? No. It's hurting the people, most of all the middle class and the poor. Let's look at the sanctions that they've got going on right now over there with now you have, now we have other countries like Germany saying, well, we won't take your oil or natural gas. We won't feed into Putin's war machine. We'll bankrupt him. Well, that's going to be really hard to bankrupt him, folks, and to stop this. When the United States, the country in which I'm from, when you have Joe Biden at the helm as the president of the free world, and we're still buying and importing Russian oil. And even the Democratic Party have now joined in with everyone else and the Republicans and independents saying, scratching their heads going, what the hell are you doing? You do a State of the Union address saying, well, the worst is yet to come. He has no idea what's coming. You're, you're propping his war up. You are fundamentally funding his war. And it's just not the U.S. It's the European EU countries as well. You people are crying about a war that's going to be coming to your doorstep, and yet you're feeding the war machine by buying his fuel. I don't know at this point what is dumber. The leadership at the helm, not just Biden and the EU, but his administration and the people that's around him. Why doesn't someone just grab a hold of him and just slap the hell out of him and just say, look, you're not making a damn bit of sense. You're rather for it or against it. You're rather going to prop this dictator up and let him do what he's going to do, or you're going to shut it down at the helm. But of course, folks, we have Joe Biden at the helm. We've got Sleepy Joe. You, Sleepy Joe. I've, I've got to go to my house, uh, take a nap. I know everything around me's fallen to hell, but, well, where's my ice cream? Joe Biden, folks, isn't going to do anything. And if you've watched him in every press interview, when somebody, when a reporter gets him by himself, his wife comes to his aid and pulls him away. They're afraid of what he's going to say. Then I had to laugh at this this <laughs> this pull post here. I have never seen more of a lie come out of CNN and MSNBC in my entire life. 
Yesterday, they came out with a poll. It says, after the State of the Union address, Biden jumps to from a 32% approval rating to a 47%. Bull shit. That is a crock of lie right there if I've ever heard one. You talk to anyone, including myself, who sat there and could bear that State of the Union or whatever the hell that was. There's no way that that man jumped from a 32% approval rating to a 47%. You've lost your damn marbles. And if you're one of those people going, well, Joe did such a great job, you're full of it. If anything, what everyone should have gotten out of that state of a union is confusion, dazed in confusion. That's what I got from it. Yeah, we know this is coming. We know what's going on. Uh, we know everything around us in this country's falling to hell. But, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to keep on going. Yeah, it's bad what he's doing. It's real bad. Oh, we got some sanctions in the work. What? It might curve it? Might curve the problem over the, Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. You better watch yourself. You ain't going to know what's coming. They haven't done anything, folks. That's just like the article. I'm going to bring it up here. Let me find this here real fast. Right here. I've been, I've been waiting for this one here. Then it comes to this article. This was on Fox. It says the Russian banks turn to China to sidestep cutoff from payment systems. Again, I want to repeat this. This was from yesterday. This was March the 6th. It says Russian banks turn to China to sidestep cutoff from payment systems. <clears throat> Here's the article. I'll read it here. It says the Russian banks that have been cut off from the global payment networks are turning to China's state-owned union pay system as the country tries to sidestep boycotts by Western businesses for its invasion of Ukraine. It says Visa Inc. and MasterCard Inc. Remember I said they cut off Russia. It says that they were suspending their Russian operations, making it difficult for Russians to buy goods from abroad. The moves by the two companies go beyond sanctions issued against many Russian banks. It says, uh, Sober Bank, Russia's largest bank assets, Alpha Bank, and Tinkoff Bank said Sunday that they were working on the possibility of using cards powered by China's union pay. Another Russian leader said that customers can do cross boarding transactions by getting cards that use union pay or japan's jcb system so there you have it why is this important because you see how the european allies in the united states are trying all these sanctions and what did i say was going to happen i said if we did not cut them out of the swift system for global trading global market, and I mean completely cut them off, and that everyone got serious about this, 
You were not going to stop this. What did I say was going to happen? They will go to other communist countries. I named off China. I named off Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, you name it. They will go through that route, folks. And then, this is what's even more funnier about this article that I just read to you. What did it say besides China's, um, besides China's union pay? What else did it say that the system that the Russians could go through? This one was a surprising one. Japan's JCB systems. Now, I want to go back in history here a little bit, folks. Who protects Japan? The United States. That was after we, we, we beat Japan after the bombing. They're no longer to have an army. We protect them. We are very close ties with them. And here we are. Why is it that we have another country that we are in close ties with for the Western culture, and yet they're trading with a communist country, a rogue regime that everyone says they want to shut down, but yet no one is doing a damn thing with these sanctions that they say they're going to because there's no crackdown. That's why. This is what I'm talking about when I said between words, just being empty words, are actually putting a sword to the word and applying pressure and going for the jugular. These people in Washington and over in the EU, they're not serious, folks. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you a prediction of what's going to happen. Now, if you haven't heard, Ukraine lost one of the new, biggest nuclear power plants that it's now in Russian hands. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because that, that, that power system is used a lot in Europe, throughout Europe. Putin's going to use this just like the oil coming out of his country that he exports to everyone in the EU. He's going to blackmail all these countries and they're going to pay. And then he's going to fund his war machine going in to Europe. And when this problem is at every country in Europe, just like Germany did with Adolf Hitler. Then the screaming is going to be, well, why, why is this happening now? Why didn't we do anything when we had the chance? Cowards. Cowards are in charge. These fundamental green activists are in charge. You have people with no backbone. You have individuals in power that (laughs) they're in it for the money. They can be paid off. They don't give a damn about their flag. They don't give a damn about their culture. They don't give a damn about their people. And this is who is in charge corrupt politicians that when the hammer comes down on your country you're going to see them nowhere to be found 
or they'll get a parlay to where it doesn't involve them at all. And I'm telling everybody, I am telling everybody, it may not happen in a year or two years' time. I'm telling you in advance. And then you got to go to the other side of the world, folks. The Russian neighbors there and very close communist allies, you've got China. And if you don't think China is not paying attention to all of this as they build their economy, as they make their dollar more powerful, as they build their navy, their air force, their army, their satellite systems for space. And if you think they're not watching and that they're not going to make big moves in the future themselves, then you're an idiot. Now, I am 25 minutes into the show here. I'm going to take my first commercial timeout. When I come back, we'll dive more into this. I have plenty of more news to go through. So sit tight. We'll be right back, folks. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkle's Cookies and Cakeries, folks. When you're in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419 560 
888-888-6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? Well, have I got the company for you, folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning, and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, call Pioneer Construction Company. Located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction 1975.jb3 at gmail.com or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. 
Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars. For the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 5673288 And we are back ladies and gentlemen coming into the second part of the broadcast show and I have got great 
news here, continuing on from where we had left off. So diving in to where we had left off, we were we were talking about the strategies, the sanctions, the nonsense of really doing nothing against the onslaught of what's going on over in Ukraine. And so I've got some other news articles here. This is another Fox News article. This was uh this was March the 6th. This was this was yesterday on Sunday. This was on their Meet the Press portion. It says the Polish ambassador warns Putin has sights set beyond Ukraine. Calls for a decades-long Russian sanctions. Again, here we are with more sanctions. That's really not doing anything to the war machine, as everyone keeps thinking it's going to do. But I'm going to read this article because I want people to actually dive into this whole thing with sanctions. If you honestly think that this is going to cripple the, the Russian army or their advancements, please send me an email, Charles Nash. You can send it to my Facebook page. You can do uh, politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think about this. So here we go, and if you're wanting to know what that noise is, Blue is is here in the studio with me again, so he is he's visiting with me today. That's right, such a good boy. So this is what they said with this article here. It says, uh, Poland's ambassador to the United States told Fox News that he believes that the Russia military, that their ambitions go way beyond Ukraine and called for economic sanctions to potentially last for decades against the Putin regime. He said, I believe the Ukraine is not the last item for Mr. Putin's menu, said Ambassador uh, Merrick Megosqui. Not trying to butcher that name there. It says, who spoke to Fox News from the Polish embassy in Washington, D.C. He said, we have to be ready and determined to uphold the sanctions. <laughs> be ready. Yeah, we keep hearing that. Are they really going to go through with them and uphold them? Absolutely not. They keep backtracking. Perhaps even for a decade or 15 years or even 20 years in order to see the rival effects. And there you have it. I, I said this earlier. Again, you have to solidify these sanctions if they're even going to even work at all. And I mean, you have to concrete cement those sanctions in and cut all the outside windows in and out of Ukraine economically. And they're not doing that, folks. It's not going to happen. Now, I have another news article here. I wanted everyone to listen to this. Now, here at home, we have our own problems here in the United States. I'm sure it's the same thing around the globe. But I have to report also in my neck of the woods. Now, everyone knows I'm from Marion, Ohio. I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Right now, the average state, the average Ohio gasoline price at the pump is about $3.79. 
There was a couple places as I went south here the other day that topped around 391. Now, across the country here, there's been prices going up between $379, In some places like California, you're topping over $5 a gallon or more. So I want to share this news story. This was on the Hill. It's been on Fox News. It was on MSNBC. They all have their different titles for it, but they all talked about the same thing. I found this very interesting. This was published about 51 minutes ago as I'm doing the broadcast here. So it's 6.54 here. So this is the, the, the title here. It says, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says EV, which is electronic vehicles, transportation will bring cost savings to Americans. You, you didn't hear me wrong on that. I want to repeat this. It says, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says electronic vehicle transportation will bring cost savings to Americans. It says, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg on Monday said that American people stand to benefit from having more electronic vehicles on the road, but failed to embolden on how they could become more affordable to the public. This is a Buddha judge appeared alongside Federal Transit Administrator uh, and Vice President Kamala Harris for a press conference announcing that the Biden administration plans to give more than $2 billion in COVID relief money to financially strapped transit agencies in 18 states. What do you want to bet all those, all 18 of those states are blue? What do you want to bet? Continuing on, he says another 150, uh, excuse me, 1.5 billion in grants will be made available under the President Biden's infrastructure law for transit energies for purchase lower or no emission buses made by U.S. workers and built by bus facilities. Buttigieg said that electric buses will, will create better, higher paying jobs, clean up uh, cognition on the highways or congestion on the highways. He also said that federal funds have also been set aside for train or to train diesel workers of today to build and maintain electric transit buses for the future. He said clean transportation can bring significant cost savings to the American people as well, Buttigieg said. He said that the $5 billion would be invested into building a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so that people from rural suburban to urban communities can all benefit from gas savings of driving electric vehicles. There you have it, folks. Pete Buttigieg. 
and the Democrats have spelled out how they're going to save America. You heard it here first. They're going to pour $5 billion into electric vehicles. They can't tell you how it's going to be affordable for you and I, especially with inflation affecting everything across the board. But it, that, that's how it's going to save you money at the gas pump is with electric cars. We don't know how you're going to buy them, how you can afford them. But by God, it's going to save you gas at the pumps, gas money. And if you're someone who's a diesel mechanic or a mechanic that works on buses, well, by God, we're going to make energy efficient buses and you're going to have a higher paying job. Pete Buttigieg and the Democrats have it all spelled out there, folks, just in, just in what they just said there. Can't tell you how they're going to have you afford it, but by God, they've got the answer for it. I thought that was a pretty funny article. There's, as, a, as you go along more in the article, there's, <clears throat> there's more, there's more talk about this. They, they talk about, um, they talk about how CEO um, of Tesla, Elon Musk, told uh, Reuters, it could double total global demand for elect for electricity, but again, he said the cost isn't isn't going to be cheaper than your 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 gas guzzlers. So there you go. I mean, again, I would really like to know an answer for this, folks. I, especially if you're someone out there. I mean, Pete Buttigieg can't give you an answer for this, and he's the Secretary of, of Transit. So I would love to hear from all you left-wing, energy-hugging individuals, save the environment folk. You know, how the climate change is killing everybody. So I want to know, how is, how is everyone who is strapped for money, how is people going to afford electric vehicles? I don't care if you integrate with $5 billion an electrical charging network throughout the country here. It's not going to do a damn bit of good if you, you can't get people into the vehicle. So how are you going to do this? If you're someone who's an average individual like myself, you live paycheck to paycheck, or let's say you're below, let's say you're not middle class, let's say you're in you know lower income levels, or you're poverty stricken, how are you going to afford an electric vehicle? Who's, who's paying for this? And then I have the next question. This goes out to all of these Green New Deal lawmakers. And I'm going to address Pete Buttigieg here himself. You keep swinging these electric vehicles, sir. Never mind, you don't know how we're going to afford them. You say they're environmentally going to save the world. Well, I've talked about this in a, a, a while ago last year in an episode that I, I called the, um, it was titled The Lion Climate Change. Does any of you know what goes into those huge batteries in electric cars? 
I want people to actually look this up. I have stated this before. Look what goes into the electric car batteries. They're not a standard battery. They're not even a standard size battery that you would find under a normal vehicle. Folks, these batteries are four or 500 pounds. They're huge. They're about the half the size of a trunk of a car. Look up everything that goes into those batteries. And what you're going to find, everything that's in there is way, way worse for the environment than what we have now. So you please tell me, how is that going to save the environment? Because once you have to replace them, what are you doing with the, with the battery? I bet you they can't come up with an answer for that one either. It sounds great on paper, folks. It sounds great on an info commercial. They're feeding you full of lies. It's going to be like when California tried to sell everybody on the fast rail system that they put in. And they spent billions and billions and billions of dollars. And what did they get? What, what did they get out there in California? They got a train, a bullet train, that doesn't even work. They couldn't even make it to where it was safety standards and runnable. That's what they got. A waste of time. A waste of money. Taxpayer fu funds flushed down the toilet. And lie upon lie upon lie. That's what they got. And they're feeding everyone here with these electric cars and this grid system a bunch of BS. And then they tell you, well, you know, it can roughly, roughly, you know, EV development would roughly impose 30% increase in demand on the natural grid. And it would bring more jobs. And it would save the environment. Full of crap, and they know it. Here's the, here's the next thing I want to bring up with this. So let's say that they could make them affordable. This is just a hypothetical. How are they going to get them to the public? And I know what most people are saying. Well, what do you, what do you mean by that, Mister Nash? Well. Folks, has anyone went to a car dealership lately? I was just out one Saturday. Now, I went in because I plan on trading in my 2020 Chevy Equinox, which, by the way, I will never own or buy another Chevy again, and I'm not going to get into that reasoning why. And I don't mean to upset anyone if you're a Chevy fan. I'm just not. Now, I, I went into the dealership. I'm not going to say who it was. Very nice dealership. I got a good deal on a vehicle 
that I want. I'm not, again, going to say what the vehicle is. It is a truck. But I stopped at several other places on Saturday, and I've stopped at other places throughout the month. And guess what every dealership from every brand is telling you? Not just me, everyone. Well, I'm sorry, we don't have any vehicles. They're on double or triple, quadruple back order. And you can make a deposit to us if you really want a vehicle, and you can tell us what you want, and we can put your name down on the vehicle. And when it gets built, and if it becomes available, we'll call you. If it doesn't, you can give us a deposit down. If you can't, if we can't get you the vehicle, you can have a deposit back. That's what's going on, folks. Because there's not enough people out there. There's job openings everywhere. There is no one working them. There is help wanted signs out there everywhere. And if you think that that kind of an issue is going on in the car industry, at the factories where they're being built, if you think that they can't get them out to the public, how in the world are you going to get electrical vehicles out to the public to save the environment? And yet again, make them affordable. When we don't even have the workforce to get what we have now. You go into a car dealership, or not even go into it, drive by them. Do you know what they have? They have pulled all their used vehicles over into their new car side lots because they don't have vehicles. They can't get them. No one's building them. And the ones that's being built, they don't have enough manpower to keep up the demand for it. And yet you have Pete Buttigieg sitting here. The Department of Transportation Secretary. And you have him saying, well, electric vehicles are going to be the way of the future. We're putting, them in the Biden administration, we're putting $5 billion into this. There are so many issues that they can't even address to get anything off the ground. And yet... There it is. It's just going to be just like the California Express Railway System. They're going to try to build something before they have any of the the side things, the side plans worked out with it. And it's going to end up being a $5 billion waste of taxpayer money on something that's going to end up being scrapped because it's not going to be manageable. And sustainable. You mark my words. Very interesting article. And I just, I, I read that and I just, I had to share that with everybody. I really did. Then you have, I've got the, this from the Hill. It says, Putin's attack on civilians raises pressure on U.S. and NATO. The green light now for aircraft 
from the U.S. into Ukraine. If you don't know what I'm talking about with this, um, this article from The Hill, uh, it's not a bad article. Basically, it stresses that Biden, or yes, excuse me, Biden has now, he's been contemplating about giving the green light to Ukrainians to send over fighter jets. And the fact of the matter is, I don't know why the United States and some of the other EU countries or NATO wasn't doing this to begin with. Give them air support. They're not asking for pilots. They're asking for aircraft. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and tell you what I would do if I had aircraft and my country was being attacked by Russia. You want to have Russia backtrack? Don't just put up fighting in your own country, Ukraine. Start taking it to Moscow. Start going into Moscow and start bombing Moscow. You know, Putin goes on about how he has a defense system. Make him prove it. Start going into bombing Moscow. See if he can do an evasive front and a defensive back. That's what I would do. I mean, you're already at war. The enemy's already at your front door. What do you have to lose already? I'd go in and start bombing Moscow. Go in and give it to Putin on his front door. That's just like the citizens over here. It's being attacked. That's what I would do. Just like you're fighting a ground war, start fighting the air war. Start taking it to the aggressor. Now, I am 25 minutes into the middle of our broadcasting day here. I'm going to go ahead and break for our last commercial timeout for all of my businesses for Think Local First. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, folks. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones, as antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, Antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that. Antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, Grand Millennial, Granny Chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience, or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at 
yahoo.com or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They're located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones and with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook Instagram or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. 
You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got s several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. Need an outside cleaning? Better call Pro Select. House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call Pro Select. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call Pro Select. How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call Pro Select. Pro Select Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelectLLC or Facebook. Email them at ProSelect.es at gmail.com for more information. back ladies and gentlemen for the last part of the show here getting a little bit of a warrior theme music here going but uh folks like i was saying i'm in the last part of the show here i've got uh about three or four more articles here that i i want to discuss here um the next one here this one comes Remember how they they were saying that um, there could be possibly some fallout to the West if we started talking about pushing the complete cutoff of oil imports and exports from Russia. That we, we could be being opened up to cyber attacks like that what was done to some of the power grid areas uh, here in the United States here last year. 
So this this article here comes from the Washington Post. Um, says the Russia-Ukraine war says New York City on ultra-high alert aimed increased risk of Russian retaliatory cyber attack. It says the New York State is facing increased risk of cyber attack from Russian um, retaliators, while the city agents have seen more breach attempts aimed heightened tensions that have arisen from the Russian invasion of Ukraine, officials said on Monday. It says uh, Christian uh, Gillibrand, a New York Democrat, met with New York City and police department officials on Monday morning. It says the New York Police Department uh, has found no specific credible cybersecurity attack threats to the city so far, but did not lack the effort officials have done so far, which was said in the statement. Uh, in a statement here, it says the Russian military attack on Ukraine cities and buildings have happened in conjuncture with cyber attacks waged in Ukraine's critical infrastructure from the banks to departments of government. Uh, Gillibrand told reporters in the NYPD headquarters in Manhattan, says there is no guarantee that these attacks will be limited to Ukraine following the sanctions that the U.S. and other allies have levied on Russia. So, and then they've got down below, she, they, they, the NYPD did a tweet saying that they can't find any credibility. Now, why did I bring this up? I know most people's like, well, if there's no credibility, why, why would you mention this? Well, I mentioned this because, again, do you already see how they're blowing this up? It's almost like they're asking for another big cyber attack, rather at a meat placking plant or power company, because God knows we're ready for more cyber attacks, right? Right. Now, I, I, I brung this news article up because here we are in this article. They make you think that, oh, my God, we're, we're you know, this, these sanctions that's, that's doing so much, well, they're feeling the pressure. So now the Russians are starting to hack the Western countries now like the United States for retaliatory against the sanctions. And yet, here you go. We have state and lawmakers. You have FBI, NYPD, CIA coming out and saying, you know, we, we can't really find any. I mean, we're, we're aware of things like this, but we, we can't find any severe threats towards New York. Blown up story, but again, I bring this up. The main point is, is because it's almost like they ask for this. And they should be ready. Everyone here in the United States should be ready for cyber attacks. Especially when it comes to our energy sectors, that's most important. But you know damn well as I do, they're not going to be ready. They'll sit here and talk about these things like this in this article. Making everyone think, well, we could be vulnerable, but we're on top of it. And then when it really does happen, when it really does happen, it'll be, well, you know, th this this snake skin wasn't in the game. I we, we weren't aware of this. 
We had no way to stop this. I just, I, I find these things laughable, to say the least. Another article that I have here, uh, this one goes back to if you're feeling the, the tightening of inflation prices. I know I am. I will not sit here and tell you that I'm not. Or if you look at, if you're someone like a, a family of, you know, three or four, five, six, whatever, you go to the grocery store, you spend $130 and you come home with four bags of groceries and you think to yourself, where the hell did my money go? What did I, where's the rest of the groceries at? Did I leave them in the car? No. Are they back at the store? Nope. Oh, that's right. That's right. I I got four bags of groceries for $130. Yeah. Especially when soup now, just a can of soup costs $250. Well, if, if you're someone who's hitting the inflation blues right now, especially now since gas prices are shooting up, well... This one comes from Newsmax. It was also on Reuters as well. Uh, this was dated today on March the 7th. This is Global Talk headline. It says, Russia warns West of $300 a barrel of oil cuts to EU gas supply. It says, Western countries should face oil prices over $300 per barrel and the possible closure of the main Russia-Germany gas pipeline if governments flow through over their threats to cut energy supplies from Russia, a senior minister said on Monday. Here you go. This is exactly, folks, what I've talked about. You see how they throw out all of these sanctions? It's the same thing with Barack Obama and Syria. Well, here's this red line. Here's this red line. Don't you cross this red line. Oh, you crossed my red line. Well, I'm going to erase that red line. I really meant back here. Four more feet. This is the red line. Don't you cross this red line. Oh, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be consequences. Oh, we're going to sanction you. Everyone remember Barack Obama and that? Well, we have the same thing here with Joe Biden. We have the same thing with all the European leadership. Here we are again. It's hot air. It's lip service. Oh, we're going to put sanctions on you. What? What did you say? Oh, it's going to cause our gas prices to go up? Oh, well, well I can't have that. i got to go to my trip to the Bahamas. That might impact my flight to, to, to you know, to Ireland. Or France. Or, or Rome. We can't have that. You sit there and go on about how this war is, is just bad. And you want to support the Ukrainians. We're going to sanction him. Oh, the Joe Biden. The worst is yet to come. He doesn't know what's going to hit him. And here we are. What does this article say? You got Putin pictured there saying, yeah, you're going to hit $300 a barrel or more. You're going to be paying higher gas prices. And you have all these countries that's putting all these sanctions on. And what are their, what are their, 
specialists all saying? Well, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Should we really completely cut off Russia? I, because you know what this is going to mean. Yeah, I know what it's going to mean. You know, it's kind of like here in the United States. I keep saying to myself, I keep playing back the image. Does everyone remember the debate night with not just Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Do you re remember that for 2020? What did Donald Trump say if Joe Biden became president? He said he was going to shut down the Keystone Pipeline. He said he was going to shut down major oil production for fracking, specifically in Pennsylvania. He said, your jobs are going to go out the window. And you all voted for that man. I bet you everyone is kicking themselves in the teeth right now. I don't like to gloat. And I don't like to say, hey, hey my person is better. But I'm serious, folks. Now you see prices going up. Now we are in a Cold War era. And we still have a president that's in charge that's going, I'm not opening anything up. Matter of fact, now he wants to import oil again from Saudi Arabia to alleviate gas prices. When again, we were energy independent under Donald Trump. Why didn't we just keep that? We could have been selling our oil and exporting it and importing it into the EU. And they wouldn't have had this issue. Continuing on with this article here. This is a great, another great point that I'm talking about. You've got the EU, you've got Europe going, well, you know, if, if we do cut, if we do cut from Russia, well, that's going to be a 40%. That's 40% of Europe's gas and oil. I mean, we could live that way. I mean, we could manage for up to a year. But you're going to have to live. You people are going to have to live. with. See how they've done this? See what this article is, and, and all of the ministers, never, see how they just, they turn, they turn tail. They turn tail on the sanction talk, and then what do they do? It never amaze, ceases to amaze me. Then they go, well, it's it's you people. You don't want, you want to support the, U, the Ukrainians. You're afraid it could come to our doorstep, but, and you know it's going to cost higher gas prices. I mean, we'll do this for you because you're making a big, see how they do that? There is no leadership in any of these countries. Especially not here. And I always thought the wars were going to be fought on foreign soil. I'm slowly starting to retract that idea. Because the way the things are going with Europe, here at home with NATO, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised that emboldened, rogue, communist, terroristic countries... Oh, they're, they're taking advantage of this. This is just the first of many waves. And I am telling everybody, you better buckle up for the horse ride. You better buckle up.
you better make sure that that saddle is firmly fastened to that horse. Because I think everyone is in for a very scary ride. The last worldwide news article that I want to share here is from Reuters. It says Russia will stop in a moment if Ukraine meets terms of the Kremlin. Now, just this just came out moments ago. Uh, I got to read some of it on our last commercial break. So I will read it to you. It says, London, March the 7th, Reuters. It says, Russia has told Ukraine it is ready to halt military operations in a moment. If Kiev meets a list of conditions, the Kremlin spokesman said on Monday. It says, Moscow was demanding that Ukraine cease military action, change its constitution to ensure neutrality, Acknowledge Crimea as Russian territory and Congress Specialist Republics of Dungstek and Lungest, however you pronounce it, as independent states. It says it was the most explicit Russian statement so far in terms of it, what it wants to impose on Ukraine to halt what it calls a special military operation now on its 12th day of battle. It says uh, Russian experts told Reuters over the telephone interview that Ukraine was aware of the conditions and they were told that all of this can be stopped in a moment. There was no immediate reaction from the Ukrainian side. Well, there you have it. You give up all of your freedoms. You give up your country to us. We'll stop going to war. Isn't that pretty much just a declaration of surrender? I mean, that sounds like a complete top out of the government down. I, I don't think I'm wrong on that. I mean, that sounds like someone coming in and saying, okay, we're going to take your... Con It'd be like someone coming in and saying, we're going to take the Constitution of the United States... We're going to take a shit on it, flush it down the toilet, and here's some other demands, and we'll stop war. That's pretty much what that sounds like. It's pretty much saying, we'll, we'll topple your government. Um, you'll, be a, you'll be our puppet. Yeah. If you're a gamer, I'll tell you what that sounds like to me. If you've ever, if you've ever played the game Wolfenstein where you go around and try to topple the, the Nazi Germany regime, that's exactly what that sounds like, folks. Sounds like Wolfenstein. Now, my last article, speaking of constitutions and rights, I have one more article here. Now, it's not a local, or excuse me, it's not a, a, a national, it's not a state. This is a local uh, news article uh, from my hometown here in Marion, Ohio. So if you listen to me or from Marion, Ohio, I have a news article that came out of the Marion Star. 
I know this is far from world news, but I wanted to share this article very last tonight because it has to do with our our mayor and it has to do with our new elected city council members. So it was a good write-up and I have had a chance to talk to many members of of the city council. So I am in lieu of what's what they're voting on and things that's coming up. So the article here says the Marion City Council rejects amendment to prevent mandating any vaccine. It says the Marion City Council considered or consideration of a uh, resolution preventing the city of Marion from requiring employees to take vaccines that didn't have full FDA approval came to a standstill on Monday council's meeting. This was last Monday. It says the resolution first read before full council on February the 14th was introduced by councilman Aaron Rollins, a Republican at large, and a municipal service committee meeting on February the 8th after hearing that a recent hire in the city was asked to provide a vaccine or vaccination status as a consideration of employment. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I have not heard anyone downtown at City Hall ever ask anyone for validation that they've been vaccinated. That's just me personally. But I can't sit there and say that it hasn't been said either. I don't know all the administration, so I can't tell you that. Now it says here, Marion Mayor Scott Searcher questioned this uh, secondhand information asking, where's the written policy that they have to have a policy that's written where it says you have to be vaccinated or have a vaccination card status? Um, Now, Mr. Neff responded that there isn't one, but he still believes that an incident like this did occur or others like it have occurred. Now, this resolution that came up Monday, it says um, it was a motion to strike the words have not been granted full approval by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration after being questioned by a member of the committee. It says um, what they wanted to strike down here, basically, folks, is they want to make it to where if it doesn't have FDA approval, or even if it does have FDA approval, they don't want people to be, that you have to have a vaccine, especially the COVID vaccine, in order to get a job at the city of Marion. I get that. I don't think it should be a requirement either. I have said this before. I'll say this again. If you want to get vaccinated, which is not a vaccination, it's just a shot, like you take a flu shot, then that's your agenda. If you don't want to, you shouldn't be made to get it. Now, I know, I know that you do not have to have any vaccination status down there at the city of Marion. I have checked in this on myself. I can't speak of rumors or secondhand comments or things. I can't talk about that because I don't really know that for a fact. But they wanted to get this, basically this motion. Um to basically strip out the whole thing with vaccines and hiring. Well, it got met with hesitation um, 
by other city council members on both sides because of the way they're wanting to place the wording. Wording aside, this is what I think they should do. This is what I think they should do in the state of Ohio and everywhere. They should just have the wording for everyone. We don't require you to have a vaccine status, period. Employment or post-employment or potential hiring, we do not require you to be vaccinated or to have a vaccine status card, period. Boom. There you go. Easy wording. You don't have to change it to where you start getting, you muck up the water with, well, it could be administered with or, or interpreted with other vaccines. No. Let's just cut down to the brass tacks here. It's about COVID. That's what it's about. Just put it in as COVID. The end. If I was a member on the city council, boom, that's how you do it. Just put down COVID. If you don't want an issue down the road, now or in, in the future, about COVID and employment through City of Marion, then just put it in as COVID. You don't have to put it in as all vaccines or FDA approved or not FDA. Just put it in as COVID. The end. Put it to bed. Now, why did I bring up this article? Because, again, everyone that knows me, I am not on the vaccine train. I have been vaccinated, folks. I've got the shot, and it didn't do a damn thing. But that's just me and my two cents. But, again, I think it's if rather city, state, or federal, I don't think you should be mandated. And if everyone on the council and everyone agrees to a certain extent... Then just come out and spell it out. You don't have to say all vaccines or change the wording to make it look funny for something else to happen down the road. Just put COVID. Just put COVID and that's the end of it. That's the only wording uh, suffice that you have to put in there is we don't require COVID-19 vaccinations or mandates or we don't require a card for pre-employment or or pre-employment screenings boom that's how you put your your wording in for it the end just something i wanted to bring up to everyone if you're in the marion area if you've got a chance to rather be there and listen to that board meeting at sit at, at for for the you know for this or for this for the city hall meeting or if you know you had heard about it secondhand from somebody else just wanted to bring that up well that is tonight's show again i want to thank everyone in my audience who uh listens in if you would like to be on the show please reach out to me telephone number 740-802-7936 You can reach me on Facebook at Charles Nash. Look up Charles Nash. You'll see the big political theater uh, logo with me on it. Red, white, and blue. Looks like a poster out of the Ronald Reagan presidential election year. Or you can email me at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. And I'm always there. 
Um, I'm also even now on the Gitter platform as well. You can message me or follow me there as well. And remember, we are on many different uh, outlets. You have iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Radio Republic, Google Podcasts, <clears throat> Apple Podcasts, you name it, folks. I am on it. You can listen to me. It's all free. So give a listen, spread the word. If you are a small business or an up and coming business or a business in general, you could even be a large business and you would like free advertisement for your business, again, drop me a line. I don't charge anybody. It's all free. I put it out there on Think Local First for everyone under my viewing content to listen to. So again, free advertisement. All you're going to do is let me know. Drop me a line. Give me your, your name, your business name, your info about where you're located. And folks, I will publicly put you on the show, on the spotlight, every time I host one of these great shows. Well, that will be the end for tonight's show. I will be back at the end of the week, folks. So again, stay safe out there. Thank you for listening. This has been another great episode of Political Theater. I'm Charles Nash. Good night, folks.